Welcome back to The Shelf Oddities. I'm Serafina. And I'm Ambi. And the oddity that I'm feeling like today is a um, a jar of pickled bat wings that I saw uh, on an ad on Twitter. And it oh. said, weird people welcome. And it hmm. said, if you're a strange person who likes strange things, eat one of these bat wings and be transported to a universe of all things weird and unruly. And I thought, yeah, I could fuck with those. Hell yeah, <laughs> bat wing drugs. I don't think yeah. there's much to eat on a bat wing. So I think bony. you're just supposed to kind of crunch on the bone. Crunch. Yeah, I don't like it. But uh, what oddity are you feeling like today? Today I am feeling like one of those old singer seamstress tables that are like cast iron and have the sewing machine already put into them and it's just uh-huh. haunted. So it's just going on by itself. Okay. I spent um, most of yesterday trying on all of my outfits for Salem and getting ready for that. And it went really well. And I'm very happy with it. Um, And then the whole night, basically, I couldn't sleep because it's like, you know, Christmas, basically. And um, I started putting together like a Salem playlist because that's what I do before I go on vacations. I put together like two hours worth of music so that way I can just always have something to go to like when we're in the car when we're getting ready you know that kind of stuff so my odd october question for you on this one is do you have any music that you really like to listen to during this time that like is specific to this time like you know of course i'm bumping like season of the witch by lana del rey like her remake of it because it's so good and like the over the garden theme song like is really fun is there anything you listen to um I actually do. I listen to it. This is going to sound weird. And I don't know why it makes me feel extra Halloweeny, but it does um, like Celtic Celtic chants. Yeah. Yeah. I got a yeah. few of those. Yeah. Um, sometime like a, a week to two weeks before um, actual like Halloween day comes that will consume my playlist. Um, I don't know what it is, but I just really enjoy it. And it just always is kind of better this time of year. Definitely. I, I listen to a lot of that. Uh, when I'm doing witchcrafty things, I'm definitely always listening to like harps. Mm-hmm. Like there's a healing harps playlist on Spotify. I listen to a Ooh, bunch because I really yeah. like that vibe. But yeah. during this time of the year, it's it's basically just that. Like okay. just a good old a chant every now and again. It's so much fun. We've been doing this thing where we are all sending the Daylist playlist yes. off of Spotify, and it's been so much fun. Um, ours, so bad. You know, they're, <laughs> they're not good. Um, but so they bad. all have, you know, like a little title. Let me pull mine up right now. It is currently 7 o'clock at night, so it's Feel Good Road Trip Wednesday evening. Mine where is- am I going? <laughs> mine is belter scream wednesday evening Hell but yeah. as always it gives me like 20 songs that are not that and then it's just a taylor swift playlist it's very disappointing to me see and that's all of mine are just 20 different songs and they're all hosier like just mine, make it a hosier playlist it's okay i understand i know who i am no yeah like mine will give me like 15 to 20 songs that are not taylor swift and then the rest of the like 70 songs on my damn playlist is just Taylor. Honey, I have my own Taylor Swift yeah. playlist. I don't need your help, Spotify. Right. No, that's, yeah, mine's the same. It's like 20, like Cage the Elephant and like Billy Joel and like the Lumineers and Fleetwood Mac. And then it's just all Hozier. It's like, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, we get it. 
It says, you listen to Hippie and Lonely on Wednesday evenings. Here's Aww. some time timeless Hippie movie wedding golden, oldie, golden oldies. Like, thanks. <laughs> that is, uh, that's, that's it. But uh, I've been dying because all of Eerie's, when she sends hers, they just say Clowncore. Clowncore, all clown of them. Core. Or like Jungle Scream. Jungle Scream and Clowncore, and I'm living. It's so funny. <laughs> and she's like, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Clowncore. I guess another another group that I listen to a little more around this time, but I kind of realized the other day I do this, and apparently this is a controversial take. I've been told Uh-oh. they are the Nickelback of like the goth music world. Uh-oh. I am a massive Evanescence girly. What do you mean they're the Nickelback? We all stand Evanescence. I have, I've been told by a lot of my friends that like really listen to like gothcore and other like rock music. There's like Evanescence is so like Amy Lee is a is a not nice word, which I love Amy Lee. And they're like, and that music is so basic and uh, that's like the Nickelback. I told it like multiple people, and I'm like, I love Evanescence, especially their first album. I guess to be fair, maybe I do put them with like divorce dad rock because they came out <laughs> during that same time but like also what's wrong with nickelback like let's just let people live yeah nickelback <laughs> is not like like i'm not like getting into my car and being like let's listen to nickelback but you know they have a couple bangers listen if it comes on i'm gonna sing it and i'm gonna know every word i'm gonna know every word like i don't know what to tell you <laughs> that's so funny i actually have been listening to broken like the seether and amy lee song yeah i've been listening to that lately too it's so good like i don't care okay? if it makes, i don't know if it makes me basic i'm basic i guess but like i'm sorry he stings my heart it's so wonderful like are we okay though purple no <laughs> <laughs> have we ever been no since that no. song came out to now still the same problems and dude, when she comes on in that song, and like I can actually, um, not by myself, but when she comes on, I can sing at her pitch and harmonize with her, and yeah. I just I will belt that out so loud, and I just it's, it's so it's so good, it's so good. I love her so. If that makes me basic, I'm basic. I don't and care. I'm basic. I agree with you a hundred percent. Basic as fuck. I, I listen. The heart likes what the heart likes, and my heart likes that song. So. I'm down. I'm also super hungry going into this episode. This will probably be an episode where I don't leave hungry. But I wanted to ask you, we're we're running out of episodes in which I get to ask you specific fall questions. Um, So I wanted to ask, is there like a nostalgic dessert that you eat during this time? Like, so for me, like... I love those little like Pillsbury cookies. I think they're Pillsbury, but the cookies that come out, right? Love them. Um, even though as I get older, the more I don't necessarily like love how they taste. So I'm kind of like realizing that's like, oh, like I'm buying these for nostalgia. Um, but I have a very fond memory of like, uh, do I think they're called like peanut butter kisses. They're like mm-hmm. peanut butter cookies with like a chocolate kiss on the top. Um, yes. And my friend's grandma made a bunch the other day and I ate uh, too many. And I realized that like I specifically like those cookies. I relate to like this time, like from now to like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Those cookies are just like something that's always been in my repertoire. Is there, Do you have anything like that? I do. Um, two things. So when you say the Pillsbury cookies, are you talking about the small ones that kind of look like they have a photo printed like yes. ghost or pumpkin? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I haven't had those in a couple of years, but every single time I see them on the shelf in a store, I'm like, I love those. I should buy those, but I don't. Mm-hmm. But now you're telling me they don't taste that great. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should go buy it back and try it. 
You should. Um, Maybe it's just me. My tastes have changed over the years with me being like, but you also really like cooking and care about that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if maybe they've started making them more cheaply. Like they make everything now or whatever, uh-huh. but like, yeah, there's something about them. That's like way more like chalky than I remember. Well, confession. Cause you're right. I do love to cook and stuff, but I also uh, am a trashy man at the end of the day. And See, I am too. One of my favorite <laughs> dinners ever is those not the pizza rolls but those really really terrible square totino's pizzas those are my favorite they're my favorite yes i love you get the bottom just the perfect level of crunchy so anyways i love some trash combination baby that's yes exactly you get it yeah Um, no i do and that's what i'm saying like i really like junk food so like i think that maybe they make the cookies different now hot take but yeah but another dessert um my grandmother miss her to death rest in peace love that woman um always during the holiday time she would make she calls them and i've heard a bunch of different names for them, but she calls them like no bake cookies yeah no bakes are uh, great and they're like uh, made with like oats i think and like yep. oats, chocolate, chocolate and, peanut butter Ooh. yeah my grandmother made those all the time um i tried to make them last year and this is sound really so like you know what i'm not gonna do the adh thing where you give an entire backstory to tell um however i tried to make them last year i was too consumed with thoughts of my grandmother and could not even eat them i like had to like Uh take them to work and just give them to people Uh (laughs) um but i absolutely adore everything about those cookies and Mm. uh those really like if i even see like a picture of those it just makes me feel super halloween time with my mom and my grandma and my sisters and it's 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 a good experience i love that i actually those cookies to me are related to summer because okay. they're no bake, so it's like too hot to run the oven in the summer. Makes sense. Like, so th- that is funny that like we have very like very similar seasonal no bake memories. Yeah, yeah. I love that for us. I do too. So, because it's odd October, <laughs> we're oh, about boy. to get into an episode that uh, will make you once again forget about anything good in the world or in food. Oh, Actually, no. this episode's not that bad. Uh, especially not like towards the end. So like, you'll be okay. <laughs> okay, sweet. <laughs> but I think that we should get into it. Uh, today, I do this thing. Funnily enough, here, housekeeping for the podcast. Okay. Because we were recording so much to get ready for October, I, and I'm doing all this editing, the amount of ums that I take out is so crazy. Because I feel like if you don't, no, and you listen to the episode, you're going to hear me say um a lot. Just know for every um you hear in this podcast, there are seven that I have taken <laughs> out. It's nuts. I do. It's like I need to learn how to like filter that out and just to not say anything, but I can't. Uh, I Eerie, Eerie made the joke that she knows what my ums look like just by sound bite because she used to edit the podcast. So when she would edit, she would not even have to listen to it. She would know it was an um because it looks so specific. That is such an eerie thing to like I notice know. and pick but up now on. I noticed it that I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. So, and that's another one too I do a lot. So, so you why. do do so a lot, yeah. I do so, so much. So if you hear either of those, just know there is a Serafina who is pissed because she's spent 15 minutes just taking out those two things and if you hear too many know that i probably gave up (laughs) (laughs) so let's get into it 
Welcome to True Crime, baby. No, I'm just kidding. We never do true crime for a reason, right? We've talked about that on other episodes. Today, we're kind of doing true crime. Uh, This story is from the 1500s, so I don't feel that bad about it. Uh, Because it's a pretty well-known story and the victims aren't, uh, you know, alive for people to harass on Instagram. So I'm pretty good with that. So today, we are talking... About the Countess Bathory. Oh boy. Good old baby bath. (laughs) Everybody who starts one of these podcasts or videos always starts with the comparison of the evil villain that's trying to retain her beauty. And, you know, Mother Gothel's young women. And that is, I think... I think it's a fair comparison. If this story is true, if this story did start when it did, I can understand why that is something that has taken over media because we will see a lot of interesting stuff in this episode. But what's interesting is that it's way deeper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, then just, like, trying to, like, reta- like sh- this woman is nuts. Okay? She's crazy. But also, <laughs> yes, but society was also crazy. Society, man. We live in a society, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> um, that's just how it feels. Like, it's, it's just crazy. So let's get into it. Today we are going to the country of Hungary, even though you won't be. She was born into the noble Bathory family in 1560. The name Bathory translating into good hero. This comes from a legend of the family where in 1310, a common soldier was to have said to slain a dragon. He was then named good hero and then given a castle. Keep that one in your back pocket for later. (laughs) That her name means good hero. That's kind of the first when you, I was in my head. I was like, irony. Uh, yeah, literally, especially because this is now what their family is known for. So, yeah. Um, so historians don't know exactly when Elizabeth was born. There's no written record. We know it was somewhere between like in 1560. Right. So let's start with her lineage. Her father was the head of the estate. Um, his brother was the prince of Transylvania right? The highest ranking official in Hungary. They have a long line. The Bathory line is entrenched in Hungary politics um, from 1310 on. There are two lines of Bathory's, her maternal line and her paternal line. The 16th century is full of badness. Her parents were blood related. Um... And her maternal line and her paternal line stood on opposite sides of a war. And then her parents getting together was what healed the family divide. This, okay. this, the same family divide. It wasn't, this was, this was no Romeo Juliet scenario. These were cousins who were like, let's just get it together, dog. So that's fun. Um, They really wanted to preserve the royal bloodline. This is not something that is uncommon. We hear this a lot. Um, 
but it did have issues, as we'll get into. Growing up, Elizabeth was a girl who had it all, right? She had wealth. She had education. She had a bunch of social power. Um, she knew multiple different languages because Hungary was a country that was surrounded by four different countries who all spoke different languages, who were all constantly kind of warring with each other. So being of a noble bloodline, especially one at hers being the tippy top, she had to know all of them. And she did. But Elizabeth also had faced a lot of chronic illnesses. We now know that she had epilepsy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty common to see this in inbred offspring. And specifically with both of her bloodlines, they had a it skips a generation type of epilepsy. Someone every generation, every other generation had it if not more, depending on how much blood they had, right? I will tell you that every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square, right? If you have epilepsy, you might have a couple cousin fuckers way back in your bloodline to think. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's true for almost all white people, though. So, like, okay. You know, it's hard to escape being the products of your time. Okay, I do want to say, I did some research after I wrote that line, because, like, how dare I write that line? Like, I who gave it. me the fucking right? Um, <laughs> I gotta tell you, the scariest thing I've read in my odd October research is this. It's not a white people thing. It's an everyone thing. Every race has so much inbreeding. Like, all yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I I realize that it's like common for royals, but it's common for like every, like everyone, right? Um, and the scariest thing is that America is actually the least common of the modern day. We're at 0.2 percent. Let's go. Yeah, until you realize that 0.2 percent of 330 million is 660 thousand. Let's not go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know, like Rudy Giuliani is married to his first cousin. That I mean, that doesn't. Rudy Giuliani is a disgusting human being. Like, that does not surprise me in the slightest. I mean, FDR America's is married to his third cousin. So, hey, at least that's something. First cousin. Oh, I'm not hating on him. I just I don't think a lot of people realize that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think a lot of people realize how common it is. Like, co like all the time. Like this is like the first time in history that it's like actively shamed. So, epilepsy. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 16th century. So, as you can imagine, epilepsy was more so seen as a moral affliction or an occult curse. Oh. Yeah. Of course. Not great. Um, we'll touch on that, though. So, back to our Countess of Blood. Yeah, she was a Lannister, basically, and her DNA was not happy. <laughs> And medical science during this time wasn't great, of course. We're right in between, like, medieval and renaissance, right? We're right trapped in there. We'll talk okay. about that here in a second. Um, but as you can imagine, there is a creative list of treatments, right? One of these treatments was getting the blood of someone who wasn't epileptic and ingesting it. Naturally. Another thing, <laughs> right? Um, another thing they did was they created this mixture for her, which is, once again, you get a non-epileptic, you get some of their blood and a piece of their skull, and then you mix that together and you drink it. 
everybody's so creative. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> She's great. She's the best. Um, many historians believe that she was doing this from a young age. Right? She had epilepsy from a very young age. And they were trying to cure it this whole time. And, of course, those treatments didn't really do anything for her. Um, so, unfortunately, she just, like, kept doing it. But as you can see... From a young age, like this sort of stuff is very normalized for her. It's this is the kind of stuff that leads us to believe, you know, the things that impact her in adulthood. And Elizabeth was just like any other royal girl of the time, right? She was raised in a religious household, she was very highly educated. As I was saying earlier, she was something of a millennial, right? Caught between the medieval and the, re the Renaissance times, uh, you know, between like. VHS and MySpace, you know, very different worlds. Um, but she was expected to be progressive, a lady of the Renaissance, very feminine, you know, very regal. But she was still exposed to medieval torture in the court. So at this time in society, it if you were sealing something, you were getting your arm cut off. You know, if you were... If you were caught, you know, being unladylike, you were burned at the stake. Goodness. You know, like, th that's the kind of the things that were happening around her as she was very young. And because of the social standard at the time, at the ripe old age of 10 years old, she was engaged to be married. Which is fucking nuts. This is something that's very common in royal families, yeah. right? 10. Oh my god. I don't 10 years that. old. No, I hate it. Let me quote you, my dear friend. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Um to be fair, let's let's give it some context for 2 seconds. Um it was an engagement that was basically just holding a political pact between two wealthy families, right? Mm -hmm. Um we see this throughout history. We see this a lot in fantasy, right? I mean, think of Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, very big on that type of conversation, using your children as political collateral. So Elizabeth was set to marry a name named uh, was set to marry a name <laughs> set to marry a name. Why did I write that like that? Elizabeth was set to marry a name. I can't stop. I, if I, I can't look at my Deep script. Breath. <laughs> Elizabeth was set to marry a man named Fennec. And this man was her cousin. <laughs> as, you can, as you can believe, once again, just a cousin. During this time, it wasn't uncommon for people, once they got engaged, to like live with each other's families. Right? So he starts to come to live with them. She'll go and live with his family. I mean, from the age of 10, right? Like, she's immediately taken into two noble families who are very both cruel to their servants from a, from 10. I mean, she, she's so young and this is already normalized to her. Uh, Fennec would later become the chief commander of the Hungarian army against the Ottoman empire. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, this 10 year old, like really knows how to pick them. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean myself for that really, long. Can't really <laughs> argue with that. <laughs> What's interesting, though, is that Elizabeth, 
um, how do I want to say this the right way? What's interesting, though, is that between these travels, between her family and his family and him going off to war and all of this other stuff, there are rumors that allegedly Elizabeth gave birth to a child at age 13. One that was not fathered by Fennec. A whore. (laughs) Or a victim. Um, (laughs) It's believed that the parent was actually just like a peasant common boy who Uh did worked for the family. So the scandal, as you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. The Bathory's weren't happy about it. It never got out to the public. It was only something that was like found out by like letters, like found like 50 years after she died. Um, So like they kept it like a secret. We're talking, these people had like insane political power. I could go into all of it, but I'm telling you, you will get lost in the names of the countries and the name, the countries that don't even exist anymore. And like almost like everybody is named like Francis. It's like a whole thing. (laughs) Um, It's just a lot like Francis or Victor. Like it's just, this whole thing so just know she said it's real basic yeah it's a lot uh it's like john like well then john over here and john over there started fighting so then this john stepped in it's just a lot of that (laughs) um but know that like everybody is the prince of something everybody is the king of something these are these are the most noble you can get right so they kept this shit a secret And they forced Elizabeth to give this baby to a local trusted family friend. There's another rumor that the baby was murdered, but there's no evidence of that. But there is evidence of like a family friend, like raising a kid that wasn't there. So people assume that was that kid. Uh, Bailey Surian does an episode of this on her like murder makeup and mystery Mondays. And she cracked me the fuck up because she at this point says, you cannot have this baby. Now go sleep with your cousin damn kids (laughs) which is like so true like that is what is happening here in this moment yeah so elizabeth turns 15 and at this point her husband's 19 which when i found that out i was kind of like i actually kind of gasped because i i assumed he was 30 you know like i was like this is gonna be a real problem Uh uh-huh um but no they you know they had known each other you know, at this point for a long time, which also means when she was 10, he was 14. So it's not, not great. I'm not saying, you know, dude, I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying like, at least they're not marrying off their 10 year old to a 26 year old man, you know? For sure. I can hear that. So they kind of like grew up together. They know each other. So they get married in, you know, Elizabeth's family's big ass castle. The whole city turns up over 4,500 guests in attendance. Okay. You think they knew all them? You think they were like, oh, no. like, oh, look, every person that we've ever, you know, has oh, look, ever it's paid the Arch- taxes. It's the Archduke of Prussia. He's attending our wedding. Like, no. Literally, that guy was there for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I did. But- 100%. Um, what's interesting is that she held a higher political standing than her husband cousin. So he took her last name. I love the fact that she called him her husband cousin. I mean, that's what it is. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I wanted to keep it 100, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but he wasn't a Bathory. He was a Nikolai, I want to say something along those lines. Um, and he took her last name. So progressive. I uh, love it. And are you ready for this? Oh, boy. Okay. All right. As now. a wedding gift, he gave yeah. her his family's castle. Do you say some dick? 
<laughs> that too, I'm sure. <laughs> it was the it was the like what the fuck in your voice when I <laughs> No, he gave her the, the family castle. A like castle. hello. Dreamy. That's, that's yeah. What a what a dream bone. A very thoughtful man. <laughs> uh what he was uh he, he was a huge workaholic. He would be okay. gone for months at a time. As I said, he was a commander in the Ottoman Habsburg War. And if you remember the Habsburg uh, name, if you've ever heard it, it's because the Habsburgs are known for their weird-ass chins because they were so inbred that their entire family has this like weird chin scenario. Okay. So I'm just saying, like, they're all... Hold on. Let me see. You're going to look it up. I am. I, I sometimes when you tell me stuff like when we're doing your episodes, I will uh -huh. kind of Google along as you're talking because I like to. Hell yeah. Yeah. There's actually people on TikTok who kind of. <laughs> have... Yeah. Right. I'm telling you. No. Yeah. It's bad. No. Yeah. Oh, my. It's really that's what they're known for. Like the Habsburgs are known for their weird facial oh. features. Ew, and then Jay be... Leno. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always hated his chin. <laughs> there are people on tiktok who will go viral and then like you go in the comments and it's like she got that habsburg jaw and that's what they're talking about <laughs> i think i've actually even seen that before yep. mm -hmm. that's wonderful yeah it's, uh, it's pretty well known it's pretty funny anyway so as he was working so was our dear elizabeth she was managing their estate which you know full-time fucking job and also, he had other jobs for when, like, wartime wasn't happening, and she took those over as well. So she was a busy girl. She was getting things done. She was managing her estate. Other people liked how she managed her estate so much, they hired her to help manage theirs and to teach them, uh, which really set her as, you know, a person, a leader in the community, even though she was already one by birth. But it really set her as, like, a trusted leader in the community. She was also said uh, that she was a great defender. So where their castle was, was on a major route to what's now known as Vienna. Um, and that was such a, an important city during the Ottoman Habsburg war. So like soldiers would come by and homegirl would just like defend the hell out of her home. Uh, very Texas of her, very Florida of her, you know, she was standing her ground. Sorry, I was drinking and then choking on water. <laughs> like over here choking and trying to not like. Got him. Oh my God. Oh. You good? Yeah, just like, why are there two tubes? I don't get it, but go off. Oh, well, shit. You, get, you okay? You gonna breathe? Oh, yeah, I just went down the wrong tube. I'm all bueno. Right. right. It was also said that at this time, she was known to have a lot of guests, right? She was bringing in friends. She might have brought in a lover too, you know, just she was all hey, yeah. she always had people around her. Yeah. She also was engaging in very interesting hobbies that we will get into in a moment. But it also seemed like Finnick was okay with this. Her life was one he was cool with, it seems, in all aspects when it came to the friends, when it came to the lovers. Uh, he wasn't known as someone who wouldn't uh, hang out and join in. Oh, he's a progressive king. Progressive king. Uh, okay. Progressive in many ways. One being cruelty. Oh, damn. Yeah, unfortunately, when he was on a battlefield, he would, like, defile the corpses of their enemies. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he would play catch with their decapitated heads. 
Like, yeah, that's kind. Of, I'm sorry, but as a stupid man, that's kind of fucking lit. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. There, and, and that's your men segment for the day. <laughs> now stop being a man for us. Yeah, just <laughs> knock it off. Now cut it the fuck out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, as a as a woman, is I just ew. I mean, it's wrong for sure. But no, I just think like the blood. Ugh. What if yeah. you like go to catch it and your finger goes in their eye? Like it just sounds terrible. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, <laughs> but also, but uh, but uh, but hold on, <laughs> <laughs> but hear me out. <laughs> so so she held down the freaky fort, and he was able to do his own thing. Was kind of their vibe, right? We saw you across the bar. We were wondering if we could play catch with your decapitated head. That's the vibe. So they were married for about twenty nine years. Longevity. Yeah, they were, you know, the couple that plays together stays together, baby. You know? <laughs> you never mind. Oh. Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Go in there. <laughs> so Finnick passed away from a mysterious illness. He was sick for about three years before his passing. And he had uh, like extremely bad leg pain. So much so that in the last year of his life, he can no longer walk. My dude have like diabetes or something. I don't know. They, they, it just says mysterious illness. I mean, this is in at this point, the 1600s, I think. Yeah. The 1600s. So, uh, the, I wouldn't say the medical community is that much better. And, um, it was never stated. I mean, he was on the battlefield for a lot of his life. He had won a lot of wars. So my assumption is he could have like pulled a hammy, you know, tore his ACL when he was young and it just caught up to him or, you know, twisted his ankle while playing catch. I'm not sure, but they just say mysterious illness. And that's all it was ever classified as. Um, what this means is that he passed away in his mid forties, almost 50. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know not great I mean they were together for you know they were married for such a long time and his death um, kind of broke something in Elizabeth there had been rumors that they had been cruel to their servants at this point but it wasn't a crime at this point to even kill your servants you yeah. would be fined uh, for the loss of income to their family. Okay. That's but terrible. But you weren't going to jail. Yeah, this is surf. You know, this is a surf nation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so they were known to be relatively cruel, but they weren't really outright known for anything else that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But basically, if he was if she had anything holding her back from being the worst, it was buried with Fennec. She goes from basically being like part-time torturer to full-time butcher. Okay. So you see, there's one thing about Fennec I didn't mention, which is that he had the dungeon and the castle redone to fit Elizabeth's wildest needs. That's right, kids. A sex dungeon. No, I'm just kidding. Let's go. Yeah, I wish it was that. It wasn't. It was a crazy ass murder dungeon, like H.H. Holmes style. 
Let's go. Yeah, he knew this about her before girl even turned 16 and like encouraged it, it seems. So she just had murderistic tendencies. Just she just it's kind of like when we were talking about when we did our queer fear Halloween episode, and I said, But Jason, why? It's just kind of like, but why? And there's no answer. I mean, that's why I gave all the context beforehand. I think she was just raised in an extremely violent society. And by the time she was 10, she was eating people's skulls on purpose. And she was watching people's arms be cut off for stealing and watching people kill their servants with no penalty except for a little bit of cash. And we both know that fines are nothing, you know, laws that are only fined are nothing against the rich. Mm-hmm. So I think that this was just like who she was. So during this 29 years of marriage, she would occasionally bring in a local peasant girl and murder the hell out of her. Oh, basically. Shit. Yeah. Elizabeth had an MO girls who were 10 to 14 who nobody would look for or have the money to look for. Right. These were the daughters mm-hmm. of her servants. These were local orphans They were mostly lured into the castle on the promise of work, but these were empty promises that typically ended with the sharp tip of a blade. Okay. And then Fennec died, and holy moly. (laughs) Kind of went overboard. Yeah, a little bit. All-you-can-eat buffet of murder. Of fuckery. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the local peasant girls weren't fulfilling her murderous rage anymore. They were, like, way too easy. Okay. So wouldn't you know that she instead started a program to help out the local girls? Oh, boy. Countess Elizabeth Bathory School for Fledging Royal Ladies. Come stay in her beautiful women's wing of her home. Learn how to be a good estate manager, as she's known for. A good wife. Make for a better hungry tomorrow today. She started murdering higher class ladies. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have done that, Elizabeth. Meh, some mistakes were made here. Um, so yeah, she would invite women into you know into her home, uh, basically make a sorority out of elder teens to try to teach them how to be in polite society. Okay, and. They were dropping like flies, basically. Um, She had four co-conspirators. These people were basically like her personal group of kidnappers. Her own like Gestapo, it seems like. Though I'm not sure how much they were into it or if it was kind of like a do or die situation. You know? Mm. Yeah. that's the other problem with the Joffreys of the world is are you there because you like doing this? Or are you there because if you try to leave, she'll murder you, right? Probably a fear at least some of them were living with. Yeah. But it is said that this was like their entertainment. They'd grab the nearest girl from the estate. They'd bring her into the dungeon, uh, you know, or, or at the very least bring her into the castle Make her believe she was going to be brought up well for society. Look at all these other higher higher class noble women who are here learning. And then, boom, torture cha- chamber her ass, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, this shit was dark. 
the recounts of all the bodies that pop up and the murders are really dark. Um, like beatings. She was really big into hand mutilations. Uh, this one's going to make your ass pucker. She was really big into driving nails under the, f- or driving like splinters under the fingernails of her victims. Yeah. Which, hate that. Yeah, hate that. Hate it. Not hate a fan, it. no. Weirdly enough, she was also into biting. Like, she would, like, bite the skin off of these poor girls. Real fuck shit. I was gonna say kinky, but uh, maybe mm. maybe not. Maybe not, no. Yeah, the, no. We're kink-shaming. <laughs> I'm not even kink-shaming. I'm kink-asking why. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Like there, listen to this one. One girl had her like half of her titty bitten off by Elizabeth. Not the titty. And then she was forced to cook it and then eat her own boob. Yo, what is what's wrong with her? What the fuck is that? What is that? What are you fucking talking about? It seems like these murders were almost like a mood ring for Elizabeth, depending on how her day went, is how awful these murders would be. She was known for torture, and she sure did that. But what scares me about her, she had some creative kills under her belt, and this is why I don't fuck with rich people who didn't make their own money. Like, sis needed, like, nine to five and, like, four hobbies to keep her out of the house. I think people who are well-educated like she was and then left alone in a murder castle are never going to end up doing any good, you know? Can't disagree. You d- you do disagree? No, I cannot disagree. Oh, I thought you said I can disagree, and I was like, you think it is going to end well? <laughs> Girl, I am not the devil's advocate kind of person. <laughs> you make perfect sense there. Go off. Devil's advocate, she saved a lot of young women from getting wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> she saved a lot of young women from forced marriages with men who would have been bad at sex. So, go off. Wow. Good job. <laughs> Anyway, we digress. Elizabeth was having a time, right? Murdering left and right and right and left. I believe she was basically thinking, like, how much can the human body take? And then just going from there. There is another one. And I I almost kept this off the docket because it just makes me feel icky. She covered one girl in honey and then chained her to a table outside and let bees and ants eat her. Yeah, I don't like that. Like, why? What? Why? Like that one bit. That's not. Why? <laughs> why just would you really do that? into torture? Yeah, that's what Ugh. I'm saying. Like, I think she just wanted to know, like, how much the human body could take, or like, she didn't see these people as humans as all at all. Like, I don't know. I'm not. It's hard to get into her mindset, you know, because like, who would do any of this? Right, right. After she was done, she would drain her victims of their blood if they had any left. And she would drink it. She would also bathe in it. She would just like kick back in a nice blood bath with like an extra large glass of blood, you know? Mm-hmm. Drinking a warm one with my girls. <laughs> Throwing one back with the girlies. Throwing one back. Uh, she did this because she believed it would help her epilepsy, of course, but she also did this because she thought it would keep her young and vibrant. Go off, Queen. <laughs> What's odd is that plasma facials are a real thing now. But that's using your own blood. Okay. 
so like the fact that she was using other people's blood is really weird. Like the the fact that she didn't get like a bloodborne disease is actually crazy. Uh, she might have actually now that I think about it, but it's never confirmed. Anyway, uh, she was just like a DIY skincare kind of girly, you know. DIY. <laughs> R.I.P. Elizabeth. You would have loved TikTok. I think she would have been a uh, pyramid scheme kind of girly. <laughs> hey, girly. Well, that's basically what she did. She was like, hey, girly, send your daughter to my house. I'll train her True. how to be a girl boss. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know? So, as her reputation of cannibalism spread, she was dubbed the Countess Dracula. Which, like, slay. <laughs> you know? No. No. <laughs> Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Slay in whatever way you want to take it. <laughs> Basically, between 1590 and 1610, she was responsible for murdering hundreds. In her own journal, she claims to have murdered around 650 victims in 20 years. Basically, 32 girls a year. Which is like, what? a girl every other weekend and like two on your birthday and two on Christmas. She was a player. Like she was busy. She single-handedly changed the population of Hungary, which is okay. crazy to think. She changed its trajectory. She's it's the uh, female Genghis Khan. The, literally, but in the opposite way, 650 girls who never got to be mothers. I mean, think about like, the the long-term effects of that absolutely crazy yeah. and you know with her family status and being so high up in the government on all fronts she was basically untouchable and she knew that and she used that to her advantage right until her husband died and then she was mm. a widow with a lot of money and a lot of power and then that became a problem. So in 1610, she was once again bored with her easy prey. It was too easy to get, you know, the middle class girlies to like come and learn something. She started going after the noble family's daughters. Ah, uh, she wanted the wealthy girlies. Yep. And that's a problem. These people yeah. have power and money. They also all hang out. This is a tight knit circle here in Hungary. Right? And they start chatting. They start noticing they have similar stories about how their daughters disappeared. It's weird that, you know, some of them, their bodies would then later be found and they would be, you know, brutally murdered. And, like, that was odd. But they all had very similar stories of disappearance or going to see Elizabeth or, you know, just weird things that were all coming together. After her husband died, things really, like, people started putting it together. Because she, like I said, she went from zero to 100 real quick. Right. And people were already coming after her for political and money reasons. And then it seems like she could have been set up. But that's my opinion. Did she need to get found out anyway? Yeah, sure, 100%. But also, like, they, it just, you know, it seems like she was struck down in her prime. I'm just going to go off. Anyway. <laughs> Yo. Um, sorry. <laughs> so they decided to do something about it, right? In September of 1610, another count of the nobles, his name is Count Thorzo. That just sounds is, fake. 
Count Thorzo, I know. Uh, he's pretty close with Elizabeth, but he's also pretty close with um, uh, another noble who has rose to power uh, named Matthew. I think his last name is Matthew um, or the Hungary version of Matthew. And he asked Thorzo to go and like inspect and like dig around Right. What's interesting is that this man was coming to power, but he also had had a lot of money loaned to him from Elizabeth. And Elizabeth had tried to collect that loan a couple of times to no avail. Mm -hmm. So then when a bunch of people started being like, Elizabeth's kind of weird, he went, yeah, go investigate her. We'll see how that goes. So there's two stories here. I'm going to tell you the first one, and then I'm going to tell you the second one. The first one is that Thorzo decides to go and investigate. He wants to start digging around, checking out these rumors. He finds answers he doesn't like. Okay. Right? He says he only even looked into it because the noble's daughters went missing, and these were his friends. He had heard the rumors about Elizabeth, but he didn't believe them. And who cares if a few peasant girls went missing? <clears throat> 600. <coughs> 600. Only a few. Yeah, 600. 650. Yeah. So, thank God nothing like this happens today, right? People in power take it all seriously. It's not like the pores go missing anymore in crazy amounts and no one does anything about it. You said the pores. The pores. The pores. <laughs> That's us, baby. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes a trip to her castle. And when he gets there, it's dark. There's no one to be seen. The whole castle seems empty. Not a lantern to be found. And then he hears a weird noise coming from a back room. And being the ever so gallant officer that he is, he feels the need to check it out. What if something's wrong with Elizabeth? And he peeks in through the door and catches Elizabeth doing her favorite hobby needlepoint no i'm just kidding not needlepoint <laughs> uh putting needles under children's fingers um she was apparently just like brutally torturing a young girl mm -hmm. this is all we know this story because this is what he writes in a letter to his wife and he says that he had already discovered one girl dead outside of the room and then another girl was tied up on like her little torture rack. So he apparently like skirts the fuck out of there and grabs a team and then comes back and arrests her. You don't have to worry about me. Yeah. Right. But what's interesting is that historical documents actually show that she was arrested in the middle of a dinner and like a house full of people at a party. Which one is it? Thorzo? I'm, I'm just saying, when I, once again, when I say homegirl seems set up. Anyway, Elizabeth and her co-conspirators are all arrested at the same time. Uh, what's crazy is that they're, they're not the only ones. They arrest every single person in that has ever had anything to do with her or be in her house. Uh, even those whose jobs it was just like bury the bodies. Those who ever cleaned up an ounce of blood. Those who ever opened her front door, uh, you know, for her. Those who lit the candles. Her whole squad was taken in for questioning. 
And when I say questioning, mind you, this is hungry in the 1600s. Them hoes had it beaten out of them until the truth came out. He said them hoes. Them hoes, baby. <laughs> Not so fun being on the other side of the torture, you know? Kind of sucks. And at this point, it all came out, right? The servants have nothing to lose at this point. They all just blabbed. It all came out. And then everyone was sentenced to death. Which sucks, because it does seem like some of the servants had no choice. One, they're poor. Probably took the job because it was all they could find. This is a surf nation. And then once they realized their boss was a psychopath murderer... They probably couldn't leave because, once again, she would kill them. They're, like, stuck in this awful scenario. And also, she was probably killing their kids. She killed a lot of her servants' kids. Mm -hmm. So then the cops show up, finally, and shut it down. And they tell the truth. And then they get executed. The cops? No, the servants. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) My bad, my bad. I was like, what the fuck? The cops get (laughs) murdered. They're like, "Mm, okay, I've seen enough. So, here's where the real fun starts. The officials didn't know what to do with Elizabeth because she's from a royal family and they didn't want to ruin the royal name. Okay. So, the locals were called in to, like, tell stories about how bodies were found, how girls were kidnapped, rumors they had heard. And this was all done in, like, a public, like, court setting, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Her private journal was combed through to find out how many girls were murdered. And there's never a clear answer, right? They settled around 650, like I said earlier, because she explicitly states that, like, right before she gets arrested. But she didn't really, like, keep a log. She didn't even know most of these girls' names. And there was so many bodies disposed in so many ways And also in the 1600s, like, people were, like, dropping dead left and right because of cholera and tuberculosis and also war. So it was, like, hard to pin it down. Yeah. So they execute all of her servants and all of her friends. And then not her. Because Because of her position. It's rich people shit, baby. They decide to lock her up in her own castle. Go off, queen. They found a big room with no windows, so she couldn't escape. And they, like, put a prison gate on the door and, like, locked her ass up in there. She got her own personal prison in her own home. She got house arrest for murdering the whole damn town. Because of her last name. Privilege, baby. (laughs) Uh, Also, her bodyguard was someone that she knew. So, you know, her ass was just, like, hanging out. Homegirl was, like, taking walks and reading books, like, playing Yahtzee. She's probably fucking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. She got this serial killer's retirement plan. Serial killer's retirement plan. Basically. And then, for, for so she does that for four years. Hangs out in her own home. Chills. And then our story comes to an odd conclusion. Because One night, she tells her bodyguard, who she knows and has been living with for four years, that her hands were really cold. Mm -hmm. And her bodyguard is like, oh, it's nothing, mistress. Just a cold night. Go on back to bed. Get warm. And she gets back in bed, and she falls asleep and dies. Yeah. At, like, the ripe old age of, uh, like, 35. Yeah, good, honestly. Like, what? (laughs) And there's no 
I'm sorry, not 3545. They never Her, like they don't know. They have no idea. It was a 1600s baby. Autopsies were nothing. Right, right. <laughs> so when I when I said earlier that possibly she could have gotten like a blood disease, I maybe that's what happened. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to eat other people's blood. It's not You're good. You're not? You. No, surprise. I'm so sorry if I've ruined your meal prep. <laughs> Damn it. So I think that she was probably just like really unhealthy and probably, you know. I'm not saying she like had AIDS, but like probably. AIDS was invented by Ronald Reagan. You are right, and you should say it louder. Oh, okay. AIDS was invented <laughs> by Ronald Reagan in the 1980s to kill the homosexual community. She probably had something though. Like I assume like it could have been, I don't know, something. Something that was a bloodborne pathogen that murdered her because yeah. like she didn't have TB, she didn't have cholera, she didn't have any of those symptoms. She just in her mid 40s went to bed and never woke up in her house arrest prison room. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? So yes. Countess Elizabeth Good Hero. The Blood Countess. Countess Dracula died peacefully in the house that she murdered 650 women in. Girls Ugh. in. Rough I time. Yeah. I guess my favorite part of the story, mm-hmm. if I had to pick, um, oh. is that her name is Good Hero. It's so funny, right? This really does it for me. It really does it for me. Her entire family history lineage is known because she was a cannibalistic murderer and her last name means good hero. Yeah, no, that really, that's a selling point. Do you want to know something that's actually crazy? Uh, what's up? When I was a young child, my grandmother told me this story to warn me about like the evils that the world, like young girls face in the world. Go off, grandma. I right. I have known about Elizabeth Bathory since I was like six years old. It was like a fun bedtime story my grandma told me, and I don't remember the way she told me it. I do remember her saying that she had like a school for girls, and she would invite those girls in, and then she would murder them and bathe in their blood. That's what she told me when I was a small child. Oh and I honestly. Queen behavior. I stand here for that because then for the rest <laughs> of my life, I was like, I don't trust any of these good opportunities without doing some research. <laughs> because what if they want to kill me and bathe in my youthful blood? You're like, I don't I don't want to hang out with other girls. I don't want to get drink. The joke is on all of them, though, because my blood is horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> you, bla- you bathe in my blood and it's just like water and nicotine. Like, good luck. <laughs> You're like, you want it? Take it. I don't even want it. Fuck Honestly, it. Honestly, go ahead. I'll just get more because like, I got that shit on prescription at this point. <laughs> so yeah, that is Elizabeth Bathory. Uh, what do you story. think? Um, I've heard bits and pieces about her story. So like, uh, getting the full thing kind of in one sitting was really nice. Um, I mean, like, I almost want to like analyze it. Like, Do you think it started off because classes were so important back then and she didn't see those peasants as real people they were just plaything. but she was a terrible human being she's just a terrible human being and why are we trying to assign motives to terrible human beings she's a psychopath and yeah um, i i weirdly think though it's more interesting if she's not a psychopath and she's just a product of her time 
I do mean, I think that here's the thing that I the bathing in the blood and then I'm bathed in his blood. The bathing in the blood <laughs> is so crazy. But like she was raised by doctors who were giving her pieces of skull and blood to ingest to cure her epilepsy. Did she ever think she was doing anything wrong? I mean, I hear you. I think to a point, I think to a point after her husband died and she started like putting honey on hose and making them eat their own titty at that point, honey on hose, you know, that's just, I just, I just feel like it's like, um, try to got to say this and how many other rich people were like to call her a product of her times. I'm not arguing with you, but it's interesting to me because how many other wealthy people were doing the things that she was doing? I mean, none of Apparently them. Apparently they were like all killing their servants. Killing them, sure. But like torturing them just for the fucking pleasure of it? Yeah, that for sure is an issue. Um, I just think she was... A, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a symptom of inbreeding. Maybe it's a symptom Definitely of... possible. She just got mental issues. And of course, in that time... Not only did she have mental issues, but she had the social status to just do whatever the fuck all she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's fascinating. I just is she just a psychopathic woman? Is she a product of her times? Is she a psychopath who was a product of her times and it was just that much worse? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think it was happening to that. So like, I don't not, think it was happening to not that. Six hundred fifty. Yeah, I mean, I'm not justifying. You're like, well, you know, most of them only killed about thirty servants in their lifetime. Like, right? It's all crazy. It's all psychotic. Yeah. It's all terrible. But like, six hundred and fifty, bro. Oh yeah. my god. There's definitely something wrong up in the noggin for sure. Do you think I, that? I'm not remember early, that. You remember earlier when I was like, um. I was going to say something about I Do you think that, like, the crazy husband, do you think he ever brought, like, I think he ever, like, did things with the bodies? Well, they say he defiled the corpses. They don't say what that was. Like, were they screwing cadavers? I mean, oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I'm not even trying to be perverted. Like, he, he, he. I'm just in my head. I'm just like, oh, like, no. Oh, yeah, I don't think normal people would find it as like an option but like these people were like clearly yeah, we not <laughs> right i think that that's what i'm saying i almost feel like it's a product of the time like because her husband was also like throwing heads around for funsies for funsies you know, like defiling bodies on, and what does that mean? That he was cutting their limbs off, or that he was like using, like I, don't, I don't know. See, I imagine he was like pissing on them or something. When you first See, said that, that I just kind of thought he was pissing on them. Uh, that is a given. I will tell you that for sure was happening. There ain't no way it wasn't. Yeah, I've met a man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I it it there's it all comes down to something or other. Right, your social conditioning, your heart, your education, but also your spirit. And I think Homegirl had a messed up spirit. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because I could tell you for sure there were definitely people of that time that weren't doing these things. Right. But I think her entire family was. 
Mm, interesting. Because he's also her cousin. It's very true. He was true. raised by her family. She was raised by her family. They were raised by multiple years of the same family. I assume that there's a lot of social conditioning and then there's a lot of grief and then she just went batshit. Mm-hmm. But I hate it. I mean, I absolutely hate it too. I, I, I can't. I, it's, I don't know. It's fascinating. I guess, like, if you want to sit here and you want to say, is she psychotic or is she like, I find that argument very interesting and I would love to explore it further. Obviously, we can only for so long on this podcast, but mm-hmm. I guess writing it off as, oh, she's just crazy is maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, I really am. It's really, it's interesting because you tell me that and I just go, oh, crazy bitch. But you're like, well, uh, social structure, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, intriguing. I'll I'll, I'll listen to you. Because my first thoughts is like, oh, that bitch is crazy. See, but I think, <laughs> uh, see, and I think what's interesting is I think that we can agree on, uh, I mean, a lot of things we agree on so much. But I think that we can agree that. Not Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, let's not get into that, you hater. Anyway, <laughs> I think that. A lot of times women or people in history are labeled as crazy. I think even now people are labeled as crazy. Serial killers of the 1970s were labeled as crazy until they looked into it. And it's like, there's a reason people go crazy or there's a reason people act a certain way. So could I agree with you that she falls under the label of crazy or psychopathic yes i've called her that many a time in this episode but i always think that that comes from something yeah people had mo's for a reason think about this i didn't talk about it earlier but think about how her mo for so long was girls uh from the ages of 10 to 14 which is when they ripped her baby away from her true yeah she was sold off and then they ripped her baby away from her they immediately took her humanity away from her from 10 to 14 but why do you want to kill other babies, other people that age? Because they ripped the, her humanity from her before her so frontal cortex. No one, to, no one else to have that. Or she doesn't see them as human. Yeah, that's what I, you know, I kind of said yeah. the way I thought, like, maybe she just doesn't view these peasant girls as humans. You know, I definitely don't think. Yeah, 1000 percent. But I would say that I think almost every noble felt that way at that time. Yeah, that's what I say. Social conditioning. So I think it's. I think that your label is correct and I'm just giving the context. I don't think it's a debate. I think it's an agreement where I'm just like in the mud. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. I just, I guess like my problem is, um, and I know it's like, it's something I need to like work on. Uh, but like you'll have, you'll see like trials where there'll be a serial killer or a school shooter. And they're like, well, you know, he was a psychopath and he didn't really understand. What he's-. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Kill him. I know that's wrong. I know that's wrong. No, I I see, think that see, and I agree with you. Weirdly, I'm I'm very similar, but I want to interview him first before we kill him because I want to find out why he acted like this, what happened to him, and then to make sure that then that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I just go, that's crazy of effort. Please take him out of the world so he can't do that to anyone else. I don't know. It's just a weird thought process. So when you tell me this, I don't even look any further. I'm just like, oh, that's crazy, bitch. And I don't even think to think about it any further. And I should open up my mind and try to, or you know. But my first initial is like, oh, this bitch crazy. And that's literally as far no, as the I mean, that was goes. that was definitely my first thought too. I was like, damn, this bitch is psychotic. And then I went, why? 
why is she psychotic? And then bada bing, bada boom, here we, here we are an hour later. And now everyone knows why. <laughs> Dan, I don't even get to the why. I'm just like, oh, thank God she's dead. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> thank God she only had four decades. Imagine what she would have done with eight. I'm over here like, oh, thank God my future daughter won't ever run into her. Oh, my God. Ooh. Right. Hello. I'm not having kids. You know what I'm saying? We're not doing right. that. But. See, but then it's like, well, but then I want to know why she ended up this way. So then other future daughters don't turn into her. I think it's been a long time since since we've had women bathing in the blood. I don't know, dog. You ain't been in none of my coven meetings. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is <Yeah>, crazy. <laughs> uh, literally, you go to any church on Sunday, they drink in it. They drink true, in blood. True. They fuck up some wine at church, bro. They sure do. Gotta drink. And let's not pretend like that ain't some witch shit. I'm gonna drink a little <laughs> blood, eat a little skin. Leave a oh, little body. Shit. Yeah, I think that history, I think that's why we actually started the podcast was because me and Erie were both so obsessed with history and why things tick the way they do. And this was very much an exercise in that for me. Uh, if you like the kind of psychology around serial killers, oddlings, uh, there is a show called Mindhunters on Netflix. Uh, don't like it too much because they canceled it and they will never get another season, unfortunately. But the first two seasons are amazing. It's about the uh, first unit of the FBI that started looking at the psych psychology behind serial killers. And it was very interesting, uh, a very interesting watch, very, very much like this, where it's like, oh, oh, okay. So she was raised in violence and then married into violence and then just let that violence freak flag fly. And here we are, 650 <laughs> women later, you know, and on yeah. house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> so, oddlings. Don't accept invitations to rich women's houses to learn things. If you get a hey girly text, don't don't be answering. If you need some skincare routines, we can talk about that. You don't have to bathe in anybody's blood. <laughs> don't listen to the Christians. <laughs> right. And just know that if someone's last name means something, doesn't mean it always uh that apple ain't always falling far from the tree. <laughs> so you know. Be careful, have fun, and stay out, Arcadia. <laughs>